welcome to the forum at Holy Communion. My name is Mike. I am one of the priests. Uh, and I'm joined today by another priest in our diocese um, and who's going to have some relationship to Holy Communion, uh, the Reverend Hopi Jernigan. And Hopi, I've introduced you to the congregation before, but in a different capacity, a, a number of folks probably remember um, you from our work with uh, Magdalene, which became Bravely. Mm -hmm. uh, you helped bless the house on Gannon. Uh, when we first opened it to the uh, to the graduates of the Bravely program, uh, but now you are serving in a new capacity and you are at Rockwell House. Can you tell us a little bit about Rockwell House and your journey into the position you're in now? Yeah, so um, Rockwell House is the uh, campus ministry serving students at WashU primarily, and we also have some SLU students. Um, and I am in the role of chaplain for the 2021-22 school year. Um, and I am a Rockwell House alum. I was actually a student when the house was purchased and yeah. when we first moved into the house and we're coming up on our 20th anniversary of the dedication of the house. So it's really special for me to be here this school year, 20 years later, mm -hmm. and um, getting to serve in a role as chaplain, which was a role that was very important to me when I was a student myself, getting to have a mentor and a priest help me develop my own spiritual sense of self outside of my hometown and my home parish. And it's just really fun to be able to be in that role for students now. Yeah, that you and I are about the same age. And so that 20 year mark makes uh, me feel a little bit old. But the good news is uh, it makes the Reverend Mike Kinman feel even older. Uh, <laughs> so Mike Kinman was the founding priest of the Rockwell House. And some of our parishioners will remember at one point, the campus ministry was actually at Holy Communion. Uh, Mike mm -hmm. Kinman had an office at Holy Communion up in the tower. Uh, some of our keys are still labeled campus ministry. Uh, I don't think there's a door anymore that it fits, but um, but that's kind of fun. Can you talk a little bit about what's going on with campus ministry? Um, a little bit about, you know, sort of where where things are. I know last year was a pretty big year in a lot of ways. Beth Scriven, who'd been there for a number of years, uh, took her next call, but it was also COVID. And um, what did campus ministry look like um, when you were first discerning coming? And what does it look like now? Yeah, well, I have to say, Beth has done an incredible job with campus ministry, especially with the challenges she faced towards the end of her time here. She, They basically went from being fully in person all the time in all the ways that we knew Rockwell House to be um, to when COVID hit going immediately online and also having students who were you know, having to leave their dorms and without their stuff and go home or find some other place to live. And throughout all of that, she was able to maintain and then continue to build an incredible community of students. Mm -hmm. um, so really what I get to step into is all of the hard work that Beth did to build an incredibly cohesive community, especially since most of the students were getting to know one another on Zoom only. The freshman last year only discovered campus ministry through a Zoom activities fair, and they got to know each other just by sharing meals over Zoom in their own dorm rooms, uh, joining for prayer in their dorm rooms. Um, and so this year, 
I've gotten to come in and Wash U and SLU have opened up the campuses again. Students are going to class in person with masks on and they've provided really fantastic guidelines for us to be able to be in person too. And also following uh, with what the diocese recommends in terms of masking and being safe. But we've been able to have everything in person. And what's really neat is the students, a lot of the students had never actually been face-to-face before. And so it was a really neat thing at the beginning of this school year. It felt like a homecoming for everyone because although they knew each other, they hadn't actually ever been in the same space together at the same time outside of a few spaced apart outdoor Eucharist last spring. So it was really fun to kind of see the joy and the energy that they brought immediately. There was no kind of awkward, like start of school energy. It was all just kind of full steam ahead. Like, we're so glad to be here. We're so thankful to be able to worship in person, to share meals in person, et cetera. So it's just been a really exciting time. We have been doing nearly everything outdoors up until basically this week. Because although the weather's, it's been a hot fall, it's been really good for us um, because we've been able to have our meals outside, worship outside. We've only been stopped by rain or thunderstorms once or twice. And even then we have tents and we were able to carry on um, even if we had to kind of make some last minute arrangements. So, Yeah, you fared better than we did in that uh, St. Francis Sunday uh, rainstorm. We didn't have enough tents and we ended up a lot wetter. I think that I saw Instagram, the Rockwell house, a lot of people huddled under a tent, but there was a lot of laughter that I heard. Yeah. We actually, that Sunday, it was really funny. There was no rain in the forecast and, um, we had the tents out because we thought maybe we should just have these out just in case. And during our final hymn, it just started a downpour and no one was expecting it. And so everybody just kind of huddled under the tent thinking like, surely this will let up soon. And then just never really did. So kind of one by one, we all made a dash for the house and ended up eating dinner inside, um, you know, kind of spaced out and everything. But uh, I, I think that's kind of the, the nice thing about campus ministry is our flexibility and are able to just laugh and, you know, move forward and have a good time and, and make a good time out of any situation. Yeah, no. And, I, I have to say, following Rockwell House on Instagram and on Facebook is, I see you all on Instagram a little bit more. I'm on that platform a little bit more, but um, it's been a lot of fun. It really seems like um, it, it's a new day in a lot of ways compared to last year. There's a lot of energy, a lot of light. Yeah. And last year was a lot of just coping and trying to figure out what could happen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so a lot of folks that we, we have some college students at Holy Communion, but a lot of people in our congregation are professors or our parents or grandparents. And so we may not get the full picture. So I partly asked this question and just like, are the kids all right? But how are things <laughs> doing? Um, how are things going? Uh, and and what, what are they sharing with you as a chaplain these mm-hmm. days? It, it's, I think, a really interesting mix. Um, as I mentioned, there's a ton of joy and energy about being able to be in person. And especially for, you know, our, our sophomores, it, they're kind of just only looking ahead, you know, at what's in front of them. And there's a lot of excitement 
for our juniors and seniors, there's a little bit of grief in there too, in having lost, you know, a chunk of their college time um, because of COVID. And then there's also a feeling of, and I think it's died down a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if it comes back, um, a little bit of overwhelm from the students of, because every student club and activity is running and every class is meeting and uh, students have, you know, had opportunities to go places and do things that they didn't have last year. And I think a lot of them found that they got pretty overcommitted quickly. And because of that, we've adjusted our own programs here at Rockwell. We've limited what we offer really just to Wednesdays and Sundays so that, you know, the students aren't making multiple trips throughout the week to Rockwell. If they want to come to a Bible study, they can do that right before our dinner on Wednesdays. And we're occasionally bringing in special guests to those meals that where the students already are rather than setting up a whole different event. But we're really aware of the kind of range of emotions that come with, you know, having been stuck at home for, or stuck, you know, in your apartment or dorm for the last year and a half and suddenly emerging and, I think everybody, not just college students, are learning what is worth my time and my energy now and what's not. Um, and we feel pretty lucky that the students here feel that Rockwell is very much worth their time and energy, but we consider that to be very precious. And I think that we're helping them be good stewards of their own energy, too. And that's really wise. I think there are a lot of us that are looking at kind of the time, time all changed there. I mean, there's all sorts of iterations of people saying like, time didn't feel real, or it feels like the 400 something day of March of 2020. But yeah. one of the ways of marking that is our perception of the value of our time really changed. And then that sounds like a really wise way to engage. What are some of the things that folks are looking forward to? I know for us, one of the principal ways that Holy Communion and Rockwell have collaborated on the in the past has been on questions of justice and equity and um, community service. A lot of that has been, and it still is in a lot of ways, very limited by the pandemic. And so I know one of our hopes is that we're able to go to El Salvador again or engage students in um, our work at Trinity Food Ministries and Laundry Love again. But what are some of the things you're hearing as hopes um, for the future of campus ministry going out of coming out of the pandemic? Yeah, I think, um... A lot of it is pretty simple, especially for this year. Uh, they're very hopeful about being able to revive some traditions at Rockwell that had to kind of be significantly changed in the last couple of years. We've, in a couple of weeks, we have our annual rake and shake event where we rake leaves and then go drink milkshakes. And um, there's some students who have like, always heard about it, but never got to do it. And this year is our year that we get to, and, and we get to have our Christmas party again. And mm. um, there are certain things that, what I love about kind of the life of a college campus is that, you know, the whole congregation changes about every four years, but traditions are talked about and passed down over time. And so the Advent slash Christmas party that we have, something we've been doing since, I was a student here. And so it's just being able to come back to some of those traditions and to know that they hadn't been lost. You know, we just had to take a pause from them for a while. Yeah. What about, um, I think that's, that's an interesting, I mean, like there's a discerning, like things that matter 
continue to matter that you want to get back to. What are some of the visions about, I mean, in some ways, campus is ahead of where we are in the general population because you have a group of people who are wet, your, your population is vaccinated. And so your transmission rates are a little bit lower. So some things are safer. Um, what are some of the visions about what you're going to be able to do? Is there anything new coming for Rockwell House? Yeah, well, um, a big change is now that the weather is getting pretty terrible, um, we are going to have to move inside because, you know, we care about being comfortable as well as safe. So, you know, we do, everybody who comes to Rockwell, except my own kids at this point, are fully vaccinated. Um, and But we have varying levels of comfort and everybody is agreeing to continue to wear masks and to continue to be open and honest with one another about how safe they feel. Mm -hmm. um, even though everyone's vaccinated, there are some people who spend time with people who are immunocompromised and there's a lot of concern and honesty and respect for one another such that we can move forward feeling like opinions can be heard and shared um, and to not make a decision that would ever exclude someone from being able to fully participate. So I think that's the, the now we're navigating kind of moving indoors, bringing everything inside. And in some ways it's kind of nice because hauling everything out twice a week for meals and worship was a lot of work. Um, and it'll be nice to just kind of be able to be in our dining room and our living room. But, you know, we're always thinking about what's the next step? Is it the right step? Um, is it right for everybody? And how do we make sure that it's safe, but that we're also being the community that we're called to be, you know, and, and not to kind of live in a place of fear, um, but to not push it to a point where we're not being thoughtful. Yeah. It's a very tough balance. It is. And do you, you've talked about how you've been able to do everything in person. And I think especially in the first months when we were able to do things in person again, there was a real rush to do as much in person as we could. Do you imagine or do you see a scenario where some of the hybrid, where some Zoom or some online gathering might be a part of what Rockwell does again? I could see that, especially for students, SLU students who have a harder time getting here um, because they, they're farther away. It's, you know, it's not walking distance for SLU. Um, I think that one of the things that I really enjoy about this kind of hybrid time is that getting together over Zoom is not necessarily seen as a terrible choice. You know, it's just seen as another choice. And so like one-on-ones with students or, you know, if students want to have, you know, an occasional meal together and they're all gone for the summer or they're separated for whatever reason, they already know how to do that. And so that's like always in our back pocket, which is nice to have. And I, I don't think even as new students come on campus in the years to come, you know, that will be a, a recent memory for, you know, for many. So it's just nice to be able to have those tools when we need them. Yeah. And I think we're all still discerning, like, what's the right time to, you know, I've got a calendar that lets, it has like seven different ways to meet with me online, in person. And I think we're all trying to figure out like, what's the right way to host what particular way of gathering. But mm -hmm. yeah, anything else you want Holy Communion to know about Rockwell House as we um, move into this, uh, the, as you, I mean, folks are past midterm. So as the fall semester is wrapping up. 
Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that I've been so excited by is how much students want to engage in um, their life of faith and how much they want to learn. Mm -hmm. And also, we have a lot of students who experienced different churches growing up, not necessarily the Episcopal Church, um, or had different experiences of the church kind of at large and whether or not they felt like they fit into it or whether or not they felt welcomed. And it's just a really incredible opportunity now to create a space of radical welcome and of, you know, love first and um, to be able to provide a space that might show a different way of um, inclusion and welcome than many of them have experienced and to help. And a lot of students articulated a need for healing. And so that's been a really neat and important aspect of the work is even, I would say 80% of our time together is spent laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, but even there, welcome is an essential part of that. There's no inside jokes. You know, there's no, oh, we've been here the longest, so we know things. It's all, everybody who shows up gets to show up fully as themselves and is welcomed as their full selves. And it's just really fun to be able to be a part of that. That's fantastic. I think sometimes we can think of college chaplaincy as like, we graduate kids out of youth group and then we send them off to college and we only think about the Episcopalians that arrive having an Episcopalian place for them. Mm-hmm. And really the role of our church, I mean, like, as we know well at Holy Communion, because I like to say at Holy Communion, maybe a third of the, maybe a third of the people grew up Episcopalian, but then another third grew up evangelical and another third grew up Roman Catholic. Um, and so thinking of our campus ministries as really missionary sites, as sites mm-hmm. of outpost of welcome at a time when you're figuring out who you are and your values and who you're going to be as an adult to have a place that is safe um, mm-hmm. for you to, to explore your faith and that is welcoming of the people that you love um, is a rather important thing. So yeah, thanks for putting that at the forefront. I'm, I'm super grateful uh, that Rockwell House exists. I like to say to folks because of my previous gig doing campus ministry and young adult stuff for the wider church, Rockwell House is really one of our flagship campus ministries in the Episcopal Church. Um, and a lot of that is because of the work that folks like you did when you were students, the work of what Mike Kinman did as a longtime chaplain. But um, in recent years, Beth Scriven, I, I put money down, one of the best chaplains the Episcopal mm-hmm. Church had. Um, and I'm so grateful that you are in the seat now, too. I mean, I just think uh, the vision that you bring, I'm, I'm really excited to have you as a collaborator uh, just down there on Forsyth. So I hope you're so glad to have you join us. Um, we will look forward to seeing you. Anybody who's able to gather with us on Sunday morning at 9 a.m., uh, hope you will be with us between the two services. Uh, the weather forecast looks good for Sunday, knock on wood. So uh, we'll be out there with bagels. If it's not good, we move inside and just don't have our coffee and bagels and do Q&A with masks on. Um, but we look forward to a chance to get to connect with you. And then Hopi is our preacher uh, for the Sunday after Thanksgiving uh, at Holy Communion. It's been a tradition that the Rockwell chaplain has a relationship with Holy Communion. And so I'm really excited to have you back in the pulpit at Holy Communion in this capacity. I love your preaching. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say with us.
I'm so, excited too. I, I love being a part of Holy Communion when I get a chance to. Yeah. So we look forward to seeing you Sunday, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last Sunday in November for Sunday of Advent, right after Thanksgiving. Uh, Hopey, thanks so much for the conversation. Thank you.